Grace to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in the name of God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The section of the scripture which will serve as a basis for our sermon was read just a moment ago. For Reformation Sunday we have where Jesus spoke the words, If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Please be seated. Friends in Christ, are you a slave or are you free? Now, I admit that sounds like a pretty odd question in this year 2021 in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Of course you would say, I am free. I'm free to come to church this morning. I'm free to assemble. I'm free to speak. I'm free to drive across the border to Wisconsin or one of the Dakotas or even Iowa if you want to. You're free to do whatever you want. But you see, this morning, I'm actually asking a spiritual question, a much more important question than your earthly freedoms. I'm asking, are you free from God's anger? Are you free to live in peace and joy with God? Or are you a person who is still bound by guilt and worry? Are you free, for instance, from things like the sting of death. You see, when it comes to religions, I'm going to suggest this morning that there really are just two. There's just two religions in all the world. There is the religion of slavery and the religion of freedom. And today, this is the day of reformation. It's a day that we actually come together, we bring out the brass and all sorts of special things like you might note in the bulletin, and today we are people who celebrate the religion of freedom. And I'm going to ask you today, which freedom, or pardon me, which religion do you belong to? There's just two, I'll say it again, the religion of slavery and the religion of freedom. And I bring it up today not just because of our text of what Jesus said about him setting us free, but also because it's Reformation Sunday. It's a day where we find a gentleman by the name of Martin Luther who traveled, if you will, in his own life from belonging to the religion of slavery to a man who was all about the joy of freedom in Jesus. I'm going to begin with his story because it serves as a great illustration for us. Now, Martin Luther, and you heard some of the story in the bulletin for today, he was a man who became a monk. But here's the thing. Why did he become a monk? He became a monk out of fear. He decided to be one because he thought, if I be can become this very religious man, a monk, one who has dedicated his entire life to God, I can make it so that God is no longer angry with me because of my sin. I'm going to be the best monk I can be, and he was. In fact, maybe you caught it in the bulletin for today. I always loved how he put it like that. He said, and I was an impeccable monk. I always like those words. Call him super monk, if you will. I mean, he really was. You have all these things to do, whatever it was. It could be things like 
the pilgrimage, attending mass every day. He went to Rome. He even whipped himself, if you will, to stop sinning. He did everything you could possibly do to be a good monk. But the thing is, why did he do it? Why? He did it as an obligation. He did it because he was a slave, a slave to the law of God. He did it to please his master because if he didn't, he believed that punishment would absolutely follow. You ever thought about that word, slave, for a second? I mean, why does a slave do things? A slave simply does things because he lives his life under a threat. That's how slaves live. You have to do things when the master wants, how the master wants, and if he doesn't, you're going to be absolutely punished. And there's absolutely no hope in your life to ever be free. There's no hope of reward. There's no expectation of love. There is no love given. It is truly a sad and miserable life. You do things because you have to. And if you don't do those things, bad things happen. That's how Luther was living his life before God. The impeccable monk, because I have to be. But then something happened in his life. He figured out along the way that there was absolutely nothing he could actually do to make this holy and righteous God happy. In fact, the harder the, he worked and the harder he worked and the more impeccable monk he became, he actually got angry and despondent. God's not happy with me. I'm still sinning. I still am sinning. I'm still deserving his punishment. He was never free, and he started to become angry. This isn't fair. This isn't right. He was, if you will, an eternal slave before God, and he actually said it. I hope you caught it in the bulletin. He actually started to hate God, and he admitted it. Everything I did and do, it's not enough. He lived in a spiritual form of slavery. But then, later on in life, something happened. He was instructed to then become not a monk, but a professor of the Bible at a university in Wittenberg, Germany. And there, when he read the Bible, something came to light for him, something he never expected. He opened up this Bible, and there God spoke to him and said, Martin Luther, you are forgiven. You are loved. And you are free from the demands of the law. And Luther looked at this and he's like, what is this? This is the greatest thing I've ever seen. He said, it is inexpressibly sweet in great love and a gate to heaven for him. And what did Jesus or what did Luther find when he went into the scripture? Well, just what I told the kids. He found Jesus. Jesus, that is the grace of God that is his, and by the way, ours, freely, by the grace of God that is ours through faith in Jesus Christ. And here and then is the difference between the religion of slavery and the religion of freedom. The religion of freedom points you and me to Jesus Christ, 
and him alone. Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you really are my disciples. Then you will know the, what is it? Truth. And the truth will set you free. But let me ask you, who is the one who called himself the truth? He's talking about himself. You will know my teaching. You will know me, the truth, and I'm going to set you free from the burden of the law and from this religion of slavery because Jesus Christ himself took all of our sins and the threat and the punishment of sin, that very real threat, I might add, from a holy God, and he took it all to himself on the cross for you and my, you and me, all the chains of that sin all to himself and said, that, that's mine, you go free. He came into this world and instead of this perfect life that Luther tried to live and all this, constantly trying to do it, Jesus actually did that for him. And he said, the righteousness that is mine, I'm going to give that to you freely through faith in me. The religion of freedom always points to what Jesus has done all the work, everything for you and me, it is a gift, it is grace, and it is ours through faith, and it is proclaimed at the cross. Jesus did it all. And by the way, it's freely given to you at the baptismal font. Freely given. You might have even gone to that baptismal font kicking and screaming, I might add. Yes, you might remember, or your child kicking and screaming or even perhaps tooting, which has happened from time to time, while God took you in his arms. Believe me, as a pastor, that has happened. I feel the vibrations. And yet God's grace actually comes, freely given to you, no matter how we come. And then he invites you up to a table and there he says, you're forgiven. And do you understand when he says, you're forgiven, and he gives us forgiveness, he's also saying, you're free. You're free from the punishment of the law. You're free. Live as a free person because this freedom does two things for us. I'm going to give you two things. It makes us a child, and then it makes us so we can live as free people. Let me start with the child. Because you might remember in our gospel lesson for today, Jesus said this. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I already talked about a slave. What's the difference between a slave and a child? Yes, they both have someone over them. They really do. But a child moves, not under the threat of the law typically, but he lives his or her life knowing he is loved, knowing he is protected, knowing he is cherished. And he didn't do anything to earn it. The father just loves, and there's nothing that can stop a father's love. And then at the end, there's something. 
Not a slave who gets absolutely nothing, but a son who receives the great gift of a life together in eternity of perfect peace. In this freedom, you are made a child of God and live under the love each and every day of this God who is your father. And then you're set free. As I've talked about from sin and the threat of the law, the only question that remains is do you live as free people? See, I'm going to give you a test. I already asked you the question, which religion do you belong to? The religion of slavery or the religion of freedom? Well, let me give you here an example so you can give yourself a test. All right. Let's talk about an offering for a second. How do you approach giving an offering? You see, a slave might say this. In order to do my Christian duty, I must give 50 bucks to make God happy. And then somewhere along the lines, you might think, well, is 50 bucks really enough to make God happy? Because, you know what, I was pretty bad this week. Maybe God demands more than that. Do you resent it when the pastor even talks about money? But a person who lives under freedom says this. God didn't spend a dime. Instead, he spent the blood of his one and only son, Jesus Christ, to free me from sin. He purchased me away from sin, death, and the power of the devil. I know I don't have to give a single penny to make God happy. I can have the offering plate come, and I can pass it to the next person as fast as I possibly can without doing a thing, and God still loves me. He still loves me. It is my joy and privilege as a free person to give him what he has already given to me so that I can further the religion of freedom in Jesus. What about coming to church? If you're part of the religion of slavery, you say, I have to go to church today because church is going to make God happy. The free person says, I don't need to make God happy. I'm clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which is mine by faith. And so I praise God and I come to church to receive even more gifts of his grace. I'm free. The religion makes a difference in your life. A slave very often has feelings of superiority to others. I go to church more than Joe. I don't cuss like Tom. I shoveled Annie's driveway. I'm doing all right. I'm better than most. I fulfilled most of God's desires and you know, he probably notices that, so I'm in good shape. But the person who is a slave will keep doing those things because he has to. He has to be better than others. By contrast, the person who is under freedom knows his sin all too well and thinks and only says this, look at what Jesus has done for me. That's all I want to talk about. I just want to talk about Jesus. 
While I was a sinner, Christ died for me, and that's all I'll ever need. That's all anybody ever needs. Each day, God gives me an opportunity to show his love to others by the things I say and do. And by the way, when I do it, it's never going to make me one ounce better than anyone else. It won't make me better than anyone else. Because, by the way, there is nothing better than being a sinner who is redeemed by God and Jesus Christ. That's as good as it gets that I want to tell you about it because I'm freed from guilt and I live in joy. And just one last thing. I really mean it when I say free from guilt. Because if you live as a slave, a slave will keenly and consistently remember the sins that he or she has done in the past. And his guilt will be the motivating factor to try to do better, show people I'm better. But the person who's free lives in the confidence of peace of knowing that Jesus has done everything for us. And then we can do things. How about this? Be real. The religion of freedom allows you to be real. Yeah, I really struggled with this particular sin. I really do. I still do. I struggle with it. But I look to the grace of God and Jesus Christ who continues to forgive me and love me and strengthens me for each day. And we could talk about our struggles and our weaknesses together when we're part of the religion of freedom. We can actually be real with one another because it's not about the shame of guilt. We've been freed from that. And instead, we live as people each day simply as sinners who are loved, forgiven, and redeemed by Jesus. That's what it means to live as people who are free. So today, I hope you celebrate. I celebrate Reformation. I think this is a great day because this is the day that Martin Luther brought back the religion of freedom that is ours in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And my prayer simply is this, is that you live your lives right now as the free men and women that God has made you through his son. Because if the sun sets you free, and he has, you are free indeed. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding watch and guard your hearts and minds in Jesus' name. Amen.